Welcome to the Young Powerhouse Podcast, where powerhouses gather to do great things. So guys, this podcast, episode five, which I'm super excited about to get to episode five is a big thing. You know, I always tell people when I'm talking about the podcast, this is really like a passion project for me. This is my baby. I appreciate And I always want to start off by saying that I appreciate every single person that has subscribed, that supports the podcast, that gives me feedback, whether, you know, good or constructive. I appreciate it all because this is more so just a passion project for me. It's something that I have dreamed about and talked about for so long. But let's just get into the topic for episode five. Guys, what a time to be alive. What a time to be in America, really in this world in general, but really in America where all of the protests and everything with the coronavirus, everything going on. You know, I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day, really honestly, maybe about four or five days. I think we're about 12 days into the protest from the George Floyd murder, rest in peace to him. And, you know, talking to a buddy of mine a few days ago, and we kind of came to the conclusion that this is really a pivotal moment, America. This is, you know, looking at my own two-year-old little black boy, I think that in 20 years, in his history textbook, it'll be 2020, the protest. And we have made so much progress in 12 days And it's really exciting and it's really honestly refreshing to be able to see all different races, you know, black people and white people, different religions, people coming together to protest just wrong, you know, murder of this this man by the hands of the people that are paid and commissioned to protect us, but they don't protect all of us equally. So I am super excited to just see, even in such a dark time with the pandemic going on, with the murder of George Floyd, and again, rest in peace to him, um, to see so much, not, not division, but people coming together to protest inequality. It is so inspiring and refreshing to see. And we got work to do, America. Um, Being a black man in America is such an interesting dynamic. I'll say that. We know we have to be on our toes at all times. Uh, Can't look certain ways, can't do certain things. We get stopped by the police. We have to act a certain way. It's, It's interesting being a black, a young black male in America. And for episode five, I kind of wanted to explore that a bit. And I also wanted to give some advice on equality. I think equality is more the basis for equality, in my opinion, because in America, everything goes back to money and ownership. And I really wanted to talk about ownership in episode five. Not only just ownership of real estate, because anybody that's followed me, anybody that knows what I do, they know I'm a real estate agent. I'm a full-time real estate agent. I've been doing that for six years. 
And I preach home ownership, not only just because that's what that's my career and that's what I'm paid to do, but I preach it because I've seen the benefits of it myself. I currently own two homes myself, um, the home my family and I live in right now. And I also have a rental property that we have a renter in that we rent out for profit every month. And I'm looking to purchase other investment properties. I want to do apartment complexes. Uh, commercial spaces, all those things because I want inclusion and I want a seat at the table. And also I'm big on representation. And when I look around, and this is just me being honest, oftentimes when I look around at what success looks like for African-Americans, we either look at entertainers or athletes. And that's how we think that we build wealth. And I want to show my people that you can build wealth through real estate because a lot of times we aren't taught about it. We don't know too much about it. And I want to be that representation for especially young black males that you can use your mind through real estate to build real substantial wealth. And that's what I'm that's what I'm excited about. And that's definitely one of what I wanted to talk about. So for me, you know, again, with when it comes to ownership, it's not just about real estate. It's about owning businesses. I own a business as well. It's real estate related, but I own a property management company as well. And I also own the intellectual rights to my podcast. And I'm all about ownership. And I don't work for anybody. I work for myself. Now, I do have in real estate, just to break it down a bit for you guys, in real estate, when people ask you who you work for, you do have what's called a brokerage. So my current brokerage is Caldwell Banker Residential Brokerage, and they are somewhat like a covering over me. They're not really my boss, but I have my license under them, if that makes sense. And I work I I like to say I work alongside of them because, again, like I don't have any sales quotas. I don't have to check in. I don't have to ask for paid leave, anything like that. They just kind of hang my license with them because that's how real estate works. But I really own my own business. I run it like I own my own business. I get all of my own business. I don't actually rely on them for anything, to be honest with you. And I'm all again, I'm all about ownership and. I really just wanted to encourage people to, again, before I get into the ownership thing, that even though the protests are going on and the coronavirus pandemic is still really honestly roaring along, even though we are opening back up, Maryland is slowly opening back up certain counties. Uh, Most counties are still in phase one. Some are going into phase two. But I wanted to just encourage people that now can still be your time. And I recorded a podcast with a buddy of mine and we were actually talking about that, how in the, in the times of greatest calamity or chaos, the greatest opportunities present themselves. And for me, my business actually grew quite a bit during the pandemic. So the pandemic started, I think it was right around mid to beginning of April, the pandemic started. And that's when we had the stay at home orders. We weren't allowed to go out, things like that. So in real estate, break it down for you guys. So in real estate, you have 
what you work on in one month doesn't close until the next month. So all of the work that I do in May, if I get someone under contract in May, it doesn't close until the following month in June because there's 30 days from the time that you're under contract on a house to when you actually go to closing. So my June, because really when we were at home during May, because you know the stay-at-home order was enforced the entirety of May, all I was doing was working, working and spending time with family. And June will actually be, which I'm excited to say, the biggest month of the year and one of my biggest months in real estate ever, both income-wise and sales-wise, because I have 10 closings. So 10 different clients are either selling their home with me, which we're closing in June, or they're buying a home with me that, again, we're closing in June. So all that to say, again, remember in the times of the most chaos or calamity, the most opportunities present themselves. Because if you remember, and I'm not sure if people really kind of paid attention to it, read any articles about it, things like that. But after the 2008 recession, there were more millionaires and billionaires made after the recession, the great, as they call it, the great recession of 2008, than at any time in American history. Why is that? Because again, when there's a whole lot of chaos and a lot of calamity, when a lot of people are pulling back from investing, starting businesses, really going hard at things, that's when a lot of other people, the other people that, you know, aren't necessarily scared or they have the capital to go after, things like that, that's when they make their money. And it's the same with me. My biggest month of the year is my June sales, which is exciting. And again, that's all just to say, guys, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. If you focus and you really go after what you want, it doesn't matter if there's a global pandemic going on. You can still better yourself. You can still start that business. You can write that book. You can do whatever it is that you feel like you're supposed to do. Even during a global pandemic, it's still a good time to do that. So back into the ownership thing. I just kind of wanted to, again, just encourage people that no matter what's going on, definitely just go after it. So back to the ownership piece, um, a big thing for African-Americans, again, because I I am an an African-American male, I'm 29 years old, so I'm a young black male in America. A big thing for us is ownership, guys, ownership. So again, I own a business, there are multiple reasons why ownership is, is huge because number one, just tax benefits. That helps you to keep more money in your pocket when you own a business. If you didn't know, and I'm just schooling you guys here, if you didn't know, the American tax code is written for business owners. There are, I was listening to, it was funny, it was actually with T.I. It was a live on his Instagram with T.I., And he had a tax professional on with him. And this tax professional was saying that there's something like 475 different tax benefits or, you know, tax exemptions, uh, things that you can claim on your taxes when you are a business owner. And again, forgive me if I'm saying this incorrectly, but she said something like 15 if you are not a business owner. So typically the biggest things for people to, to claim on their taxes are number one, their children, 
Number two, a home. Number three, a business. If you don't have any any of those three, the U.S. government is killing you in taxes, guys. And just, just being honest with you. And ownership, number one, is big, again, because tax benefits. Number two, you get to a lot of times, if it's anything like a business like mine, you honestly get to control how much money you make, too. And number three, it's big because if you own specifically real estate, if you own real estate, they can't kick you out because you own it as long as you're paying your mortgage. So when you buy a home, and this is also like a thing where I've had people talk about, and again, I'm talking about real estate because that's my industry. I've had a lot of people talk about gentrification in DC. And the thing is, gentrification wouldn't happen if our people own their homes instead of renting them. And that's why I have such a heart and a passion for people my people, and again, and I always have to preface this when I say this, that I I don't only sell to black people. I have white clients. I love my white clients. It's nothing like that. But I do have a heart for my people because we need it. And I preach ownership of real estate because there are more millionaires made in real estate by people own, owning real estate, again, ownership, guys. There are more people that are made millionaires through real estate than any other industry in the world. There's a reason for that, because real estate is one of the best investments that you can make. So I always typically have my clients start with, buy your own home first, because you want to own where you live. And a lot of times people, and now I'm seeing this is just going to kind of go into (laughs) ownership of real estate thing, but I really wanted to break down some of real estate because a lot of times people come to me and they don't think that they can actually purchase a home. And there are so many programs out there. Most of the time, people don't think that they actually have the money saved to purchase a home. They're like... Oh my gosh, Chris, I don't have the money for a down payment. I don't have the money for closing costs. I don't have the money to buy a house. And when they actually get on a consultation with me and they see they actually do have the money to buy a house because it's normally not as expensive or as hard as you probably think to buy a house. So when people get on a consultation with me, I go over the entire home buying process from the time that, you know, first step is always talking to me. You know, again, we get on the phone conversation or, you know, of course, pre-pandemic, we would sometimes get together, maybe like a Starbucks or something. But we always talk first and then going from the time of us talking to them getting pre-approved with the lender all the way up to closing. When I give them information, most of them are empowered and they feel like they can do it. I would say probably, gosh, I sold 42 homes last year. I'm on track to sell about 60 this year. And I would say about about maybe 70% of my clients, when they come to me first, they don't think they're even in a position to buy a home. And once I give them information, because information is so important, they're typically ready to go. And Again, guys, I'm going to keep saying this word because I really wanted to get down deep into your psyche and you always think about it. 
ownership, owning, owning, ownership. So I preach that so hard and, you know, it's much easier to own than people tend to think. And again, from real estate perspective, there's more money out there for you to, to purchase your home, especially if you're a first time home buyer than you probably think. And when people talk to me, they understand that there is free money, most of the time free money out there for them to purchase their home. And I give them that information. And then, you know, I have clients, you know, just to give you guys a story. I actually have quite a few clients that are doing this right now. So one of the reasons that I love ownership of real estate, even if it's just your primary residence, because think about it, guys, whether you rent or buy, you are paying to stay somewhere. So why not pay your own mortgage instead of paying your landlord's mortgage? And I have a client right now. We are selling her home. She's under contract, selling her home. Uh, We close at the end of June. She's purchasing another home. She is literally selling her home. She's walking away with about $150,000 cash. She's taking that money, part of it, buying the next house, and she's still walking away with a profit. What other investment do you know that you can do that, that you can literally, at the end of the day, if you think about it, she's literally being paid to stay where she was, and she's being paid to buy another house. That's why ownership is so important, because if you're renting, you don't have access to any of that. And for my renter, as much as I love her, she's paying my mortgage for me and a profit over top of that. So you definitely want to own because there's tangible benefits to ownership in real estate. Also, as a business owner, again, tax benefits, income benefits, and also, too, if you own it, can't be taken from you if you own it. So ownership is very, very important when it comes to equality. And that's why, you know, I was watching a video the other day. Actually, I think it was yesterday. Today's Friday. It was Thursday. I was watching a video yesterday and they were explaining how systemic racism, and specifically in real estate, how it was, where it got started, why it's such a big thing. And there's a term called redlining. If you look it up, you can definitely, and I'll, I'll give you a quick synopsis of redlining. So essentially, banks were what we call redlining certain areas as quote unquote less desirable than others. And it's typically where there's a large group of African-Americans living there. So redlining says banks were essentially designating these areas as black areas, which will probably have high crime. This is what they're saying. This is what they're saying. High crime, high poverty. We are not lending to them. So white people wouldn't move there because it was redlined and black people couldn't purchase a home there. They had to rent because it was redlined and no banks would lend to redlined areas. Why is that? Because those people at the bank understood how powerful owning a home specifically, but just ownership in general, 
they understood how important ownership was because if they didn't think that they would have just given black people mortgages, but they understood that if they own that house, we can't just easily kick them out. But if they don't own it and they're renting it, we can kick them out. We can move them around. We can make it less desirable for them. And then just like how gentrification works, they take what they consider less desirable areas typically in the city they kick the black people out they come in they buy it for cheap the value goes up that's gentrification they get back in really really cheap and if you own it can't be kicked out of something that you own my two homes that i own and as long as i'm paying my mortgage on it nobody can come in and kick me out of my house they can't say hey you gotta go i own that and I'm again, I'm big on owning the intellectual rights to whatever property that you own, whether you have a podcast, you write books, you do anything you want to own everything that you do because ownership is big. And again, this episode is about ownership and the fight for equality, why ownership is so big. And I think a very tangible way to start with ownership is to own your own home. I know that we talk so much about the American dream is, you know, I think they said something like a a picket fence and owning your home with a picket fence, a married couple, 2.5 kids. I don't even know how you have half of a kid, but like 2.5 kids um, and a dog or something like that. I've, I've heard that's like the American dream, but That's why they say the American dream includes owning a home. And I was looking at statistics the other day. And again, like, forgive me, I don't remember the exact statistic, but it was something to where the average white American's wealth is, I think for every $100 of white American wealth, black people have something like $3 or something. And it's because of ownership, guys. Again, I know you're probably tired of hearing me say that word, but it's so important because honestly, for most black people, ownership is not preached. Thank God for me growing up, ownership was preached because my parents always owned their homes. It was never a thing where we were renting. I've never seen my parents rent anything and they still own their home to this day. And it was preached to me, but I understand a lot of my people, it's not preached to them. So they don't know. So that's where I felt like I come in guys to where I want to show you how to get ahead. And again, like this is not the podcast to say, this is going to make us equal with, you know, this is going to fix systemic racism. That's not what this podcast is about. This is about my way of giving back to make us as equal as I possibly can in just one area. This is not going to fix systemic racism, guys. I'm not saying that. So please hear my heart and don't feel like I'm saying that. But what I will say is ownership definitely gets us that much closer to being equal, having a seat at that table. Because again, 
owning a home gives you access to capital that otherwise most of our people would not have access to. And that is one of the beautiful things about owning real estate specifically. But guys, I definitely want to do another topic about just ownership. And I'm actually going to interview a buddy of mine and just kind of talk about business ownership and how we got started in our business and, and how we sustain business, how we have grown our incomes and all those kinds of things. But I want you guys to know that it is very, very doable to be black and have a over a million dollar net worth because I have that right now. So it's very, very doable and it and it's done for me through real estate. So guys, I wanna teach you that. This is just the first in a series of things. Um, I got some really exciting things coming up for you guys too. I got some merchandise coming soon, some hoodies, some shirts, things like that. I'm pretty excited about, but this is, I think, a very needed conversation to have. And again, this is just my way of giving back to the cause to help us to get as close to equality, again, through ownership as I possibly can. And as always, you know, every person listening to this, you are a powerhouse. You have something that only you can give this world, and I definitely want you to go after it. And the definition of a powerhouse is a person, group, or thing having great energy, strength, or potential for success. And I think that everybody listening to this has an inner powerhouse, and I'm excited that so many people have reached out and said, hey, I've been inspired. I've gotten something from the podcast. I just want you guys to get something from this. That literally makes my world because this is just my passion project. I love doing this, love talking to you guys, but everybody has that inner powerhouse and I'm excited to get that out of each and every one of you guys. So I'm signing off. Definitely have everybody that you know, subscribe. Um, episode six coming soon. Signing off.